everybody. Welcome back to the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. Today we're here with Benny Malzahn. Uh, man, you're doing a lot. So you own VM Sports Agency. Yep. You played a little professional ball. You did some different stuff with licensing. Now CEO of Western Edge. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. You know, when you say it all in, in <laughs> like that. But, um, I mean, it all kind of complements each other. Obviously, I mean, starting up, uh, you know, VM Sports, you know, kind of was, wasn't the original plan of VM Sports. Um, you know, it was mainly I was doing stuff with, you know, former MLB players. Uh, we were doing some events, signings, appearances, all that. And then, obviously, um, you know, a friend of mine who, who had a company and, you know, he was sponsoring some bull riders and, you know, knew I was doing a bunch of stuff with, um, you know, former, you know, pro athletes and uh, wanted me to take a look and, you know, end up, you know, Dylan Smith and, you know, actually Marcus Mass were the first two that were really a part of VM Sports. And, um, you know, Dylan's still doing stuff with me today, which is really cool. And, but yeah, it wasn't really a, a you know, rodeo bull riding. And now obviously we're here at Congress and, uh, you know, no, that was originally in the cards for me, but, you know, you know, life has a funny way of working things out that, you know, all obviously led to creating Western Edge with you. And, you know, now we're here as a corporate partner of the Quarter Horse Congress. What's that process look like coming from your sports background? So obviously you loved athletics, you loved competing. Mm-hmm. You tell us a little bit about your background in, in baseball and kind of how that progressed into the agency and, and ultimately your involvement into the rodeo world. Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously I, I played ball and, um, you know, basically when I decided, you know, uh, you know, I wasn't going to pursue it any, you know, any further, um, you know, and kind of, uh, I don't want to say, like, you know, kind of go on with the next step in, in life. And, um, you know, I, I started, you know, uh, at a licensing company with Mark, who obviously, you know, designed our logo for us and everything. And, um, you know, I was there for a little bit that kind of wasn't for me sitting behind a desk and, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun there. I learned a lot. Um, you know, learned a lot and it, you know, it helps me all that stuff I learned that year at that company. And I got to travel a lot. I was in London during the, uh, 2012 Olympics because of it. So like, there's a lot of cool life experiences that happened. Um, you know, got back into baseball, uh, with a couple of friends of mine with a baseball facility, started training, coaching, led me to doing stuff in Europe, you know, with coaching and, um, you know, so obviously, you know, I played with and against and, and knew a lot of former and current, you know, major league or minor league players, independent ball players, and, uh, you know, kind of thought about representing them. Um, obviously, that process is way different than becoming a agent for PBR, you know, for instance. And, um, you know, like I said before, it, you know, Mark, who I played baseball with and against, um, you know, kind of got me introduced, you know, to, to Dylan Smith first and, but yeah, I think uh, the competitiveness of baseball or any sport, uh, especially with, uh, really translates into business a lot um, on the failure side, <laughs> right? So like as you're learning, you know, with me right now with, you know, with Western Edge and running a business, there's going to be a lot of failures, but, um, you know, the, you, you can't really look at it like that. And obviously with baseball, you know, as everyone knows that like you fail 70% of the time and you're in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. So obviously you don't want to fail 70% of the time in business, but it's okay to fail as long as you kind of move forward from it, learn from it. Um, you know, like even from last year at Congress to, to this year, right, we've we learned a ton 
not just at Congress, but just, you know, in general in business. And, you know, we're continuing to learn, continuing to evolve. And you have to do that same thing in athletics, right? Like I know you and I talked about, you know, you with bull riding this year, how you've even evolved this year and, and worked on some things that got better. So when you're playing a sport, you're constantly, you know, learning from your failure, constantly trying to get better. How do I evolve? How do I do this? How do I get to that next level? Right. And that's what we're doing in business, right? There's levels to business, right? So we're trying to climb up that level, level by level for business, just like you would riding bulls, playing baseball, basketball, whatever it is. So it all kind of does translate. Right. So you talk about like that and the skill development part of it in baseball. And we've had this discussion is so different in that skill development department because, you know, I watch the Cardinals all the time and, you know, if you're 22 and you break into the big leagues, you're super, super young. I mean, the average guy, even that is successful in the major leagues, isn't breaking in until they're 25, 26. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I think it is getting a little younger because you're seeing a lot of 16-year-olds getting contracts right now. And obviously there's a lot of phenoms out there for sure. Um, you know, but a lot of guys are, these scouts are taking, or, you know, analytic departments now, right, too. Um, are taking chances on younger guys because they want that longevity. They want to give them those long-term contracts. Um, and obviously, baseball is great because it's guaranteed money, right? So, uh, uh, you know, aside from, you know, bull riding and, you know, all the team stuff there. But, um, but yeah, the skill development is crazy. I don't think people understand how many, how much reps guys are taking even at that level to, you know, even guys like the Bryce Harpers and Mike Trouts. Like, just go to a spring training and watch these guys work all day long and look how many reps and how you know effortless it is you know and you know even like with you guys in bull riding it you guys all make it look easy right (laughs) but it's because of all the skill development that you do all the hard work that you put in um you're supposed to make it look easy right so um but yeah the, the skill development side of things in baseball is is huge you know if you're not taking the reps you're not putting the work in and and now with all the you know different strength performance and everything too it's and that that's obviously becoming huge in bull riding now too what what is that you know you talked about baseball the guarantee contracts and you know as an agent you know Mm -hmm. and building this agency what was that transition like dealing with regular sports like baseball that are traditional and have that history into a completely different uh, setup with bull riding and now the transition into the teams which is a whole new facet uh, that's kind of going towards your your initial background yeah so yeah there's a lot i mean obviously the bull riding is, is way different because nothing's guaranteed right so um and, and we'll get into the there's the, one thing that's guaranteed you're gonna get hurt well yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah judging by your swollen foot and yeah. everything yeah. but i think you know going into the bull riding thing it was, it was definitely eye-opening it, it there's definitely a way different way about going you know even about the endorsements and kind of navigating uh you know being an outsider per se you know like i you know grew up in new york i live in new jersey now so right off the bat it's like you know what are you doing talk to me about you know bull riders and pbr who are you um you know kind of navigating that but you know the only real you know guaranteed thing that you know we kind of did with vm sports um you know and mark who kind of helped me get going with all that was obviously going after the endorsements right and I think we started going against the grain and, you know, not going with like the monster energies and the boot barns and stuff like that, because obviously they have their own way of doing things, um, you know, and they're all kind of connected and intertwined with the PBR. And, um, but yeah, there's nothing really guaranteed. Obviously with the team stuff, there's, there's some stuff guaranteed right now. And, um, you know, and I think the PBR teams is continually 
evolving. Um, I think the concept is there. Um, I think it, it's going to help. I, th- I think the one thing that's not talked about enough with the teams, it's definitely going to help the longevity of riders who are involved in it. Right. But obviously, you know, you know, I, you know, from if, if they're going to expand, you know, and add the extra teams and obviously, and bring more guys in who, who should deserve, you know, those shots. Um, but again, it's so specific, right? Cause you know, you got right hand, left hand and guys who go, you know, into their hand away from their hand and you're, just riding certain bulls and um so i think with the team stuff uh man it's there's <laughs> there's a lot that's going into it i think the concepts there you know um you know i work closely with ken you know uh, who's part of the pbr teams and he has a baseball background too and you know him and i have crossed paths mm-hmm. multiple times over the last you know 10 years or so on the baseball end of things um so like he, I think his mind is in the right spot to get things a little bit more guaranteed. And I understand that guys are getting money and there's a lot of incentives and, you know, um, you know, with the endorsement agreements, with the EAs and everything going on, that that's where you're going to make your money, you know, with the teams, uh, which is a good thing, but it also depends on, you know, obviously where you're getting drafted and that, you know, the different slot money they've set up there. So there's a lot of similarities to the other sports, but there's a lot of differences when it comes to the contracts. Cause um, I'm sure there's a lot of guys riding right now that don't have a contract, um, which I'm sure PBR won't announce that at all, but I guarantee you there are some specific guys who did not sign a, a contract. They're getting money. They're getting, you know, their different right. incentives, um, but they're probably, you know, riding without a contract or guys are signing three-year deals, one-year deal, two-year deals, whatever it is, and not realizing it too. So there's not, you know, a ton of transparency there. I think, the efforts there i just don't think uh everything's just run really quickly right yeah so and like a lot of guys don't have agents and if they do they're not contact right there's just a lot of uh where that's never going to happen in mlb nfl like you have your agency your agency handles your contract they talk, talk to the team the gm whoever it is and that's that where i think with pbr it you know it is a very tight circle Right. So they don't they want to talk to the bull rider, the you know, the athlete. And that's it. You know, I don't want to deal with an agent. I don't want to deal with that. But I think they're going to have to start getting used to that the bigger that it grows. Right. Yeah. And I think it's so important. I know as an athlete, for me, the representation part of it, because, you know, we we get contracts thrown at us and we're told to sign them. And mm-hmm. that's just it. You know, I, I remember talking to Kyler Oliver and he said, you know, my first time at Vegas, they threw this contract in for me, in front of me and said, sign it or you don't ride. And, you know, almost all of the bull riders, I would say all of them, are not informed enough to be able to even read through a contract and understand what that even means to us. Right. And so that's a whole nother... It takes a lot of time to be well-versed in the legality of everything and even know what you are ex- what's expected of you. And that takes away from training. It takes away from focus. Right. You know, I think the representation is such a great example of how we can protect ourselves as as athletes and make yeah. sure that we can focus on the right things and not get screwed over, you know, if we didn't read between the lines on something. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously, like, we, we have a great, you know, legal team behind us, you know, with VM Sports, and, you know, I'll – with most contracts, I'll read through them, redline what I need to redline, but, at the, you know, I'll give it to Darren who does, you know, the he's the actual lawyer, you know, involved. So, you know, he'll go through and dig through deeper into things. Um, 
but I think that's super important, you know, and like you said, you want to train, right. You want to, you know, go get, you know, your skill development in, you don't need to be thinking about like, what's this in this contract? What's that in this, what does this mean? Like, you know, you know, myself, you know, and Darren, we'll read through it. We'll figure out what's in there. What's good for you. What's not good for you. Redline what we need to redline, you know, put an addendum on whatever it may be to get things done. Right. So I think, and you don't want to be sitting there and, and I don't think, you know, a lot of guys are going to sit there and read it and understand some of it. You know, they're just going to be like, all right, whatever, assign it. I trust you. Here you go. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I think the PBR teams is going to bring in more, uh, agencies who typically don't deal you know in in action sports in general you know but there are some companies out there that are in action sports that i'll i wouldn't be shocked if they start coming in and, and getting some bull riders too well even at the combine i was talking to kent you mm-hmm. know and he was talking about how you know they plan on that next step of tightening up on who can be agents and who cannot right. i guess there's a process when you're dealing with mlb to be an, an agent in mlb it can't just be you know some random guy that's going to help you out and Kent talked about how moving forward they want to make sure that the guys representing these athletes are mm-hmm. qualified. Yeah, so I mean with PBR you you pretty much uh fill out a paper and send a check and you're an agent. Um now with MLB and you know you, you still have to pay a fee. It's a lot higher than $500 and you have to take it you have to take an exam. A lot of it has to deal with um you know kind of like the drug testing involved in MLB and kind of understanding what guys can and cannot take. I mean, the, the pack you have to study is, you know, 12 inches thick, you know, to, to read through it and take that exam to pass it to be in the MLB. Now, NFL, you know, NBA are different. I don't know like too much about them, you know, but I think you do have to be, you have to be a lawyer, right? So, you know, MLB, you don't, but obviously you have to have somebody on there that can, you know, there's a lot of different other things that go on with arbitration, so you have to have a lawyer there for arbitration reasons, but, um, but yeah, there's, I'd be very interested to see what they do with that. Um, I'm sure they're going to up the annual agent fee and they probably should add some kind of exam in there just so that agents are, uh, you know, well-versed in what, you know, all the contracts are, what, what this is, if there is drug testing, not drug testing, even the insurance side of things. And, you know, just, you know, I think there has to be a lot of things out there. Yeah, and another interesting part probably for an agent going into this transition is right now it's half the year is a regular season, you know, bull rider, you're on your own. Yeah. And then half the season you're on a team and you belong to this team. And that, for us, you know, where that gets kind of sketchy is in endorsements because during the regular season you can have your own endorsements team series you cannot have your own endorsements um you can't be paid to wear a sponsor at that event right you know so what does that look like as far as the agency side and kind of helping the athletes be able to navigate that because you really need to because if say you before this team stuff you were getting paid a hundred thousand dollars for a whole year right now the team series starts and half of your season is with this team what does that look like with <laughs> right yeah i think it's yeah i mean i don't know how some of the guys are are doing it with like the jose's and, and stuff like that but i'm sure they tried to keep that contract as intact as they could um i think it goes more um six months more kind of like a influencer based contract with the teams because um in those team contracts you can still have endorsements uh there's going to be some 
gray areas there, of course. But, um, you know, like just like you see, you know, MLB guys, NFL guys are doing commercials. And if they're wearing a jersey, you know, it's the same color as the team, but it doesn't have the, the shield and it doesn't have the logo of that team. Sure. So that's their endorsement. Now, if you see the, the team logo and the NFL logo, that's somehow the NFL is involved or the team's involved in those endorsements. Um, but, yeah, so I'm assuming there's a lot of more, like, influencer-based stuff, like, you know, as far as posting to their social with the big followings. Um, you know, in six months, obviously, you're wearing the patch, you know, everywhere you go, wearing the shirt everywhere you go. And then those last six months where you're part of the team, you know, like if you're Jose in Austin, there's plenty of places in Austin, I'm sure, that will gladly pay Jose, you know, an endorsement agreement, right? Yeah. So, um, like I said, it, I'm sure there's some stuff that he can't conflict with team wise, but again, that's a little bit of a gray area that I don't think maybe PBR has truly looked into, but you know, any of those guys or, you know, when you're in Nashville, you know, the Arizona guys, whoever, they can do their own things during that time. You know, they just can't wear, you know, at the arena, you know, and do, you, do you think that adds value for the athletes to be able to, you know, is that an opportunity that maybe you wouldn't have? Yeah. In, say, the regular season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, you can even go into more in-depth deals with those people, obviously, with the understanding that you're not wearing their stuff for half the year, but you're going to, you know, go into the community, go where their product is, you know, prevalent, and represent them, whether it's, you know, a commercial deal, you know, appearances, whatever that may be. So I think there's still a lot of opportunity for guys with the team stuff. It's just a matter of how much time are they willing to give up for those endorsements, Again, because you, you, you talk about skill development, working out. You know, if you're, you know, a lot of these guys that you see on commercials all the time, like they have to go and shoot those commercials, right? They have to go travel, they, you know, on top of still, you know, preparing for their season and stuff too. So you just have to make sure that when you're doing all this stuff, you're really managing your time as well, which is another part of it. If you get to that certain level, right, and you're able to have all these endorsements and you're doing an appearance here, you have a commercial shoot this day, and organizing all that too yeah i you know that's one thing that's always fascinated me is like you see a lot of these pavilions come over and when they first come over you know they're not well versed in english a lot of times Mm -hmm. you know so it's a cultural change and they're having to learn a new language and that actually protects them from this push for media right? right and sure you're getting paid for it but it's also a distraction and so managing your time as an athlete you know, you go into a world title race and everybody's, you know, wanting a picture and, you know, yeah. the PBR is obviously going to want to be using you because they're, you know, painting this storyline. Right. And at the same time, these athletes have to protect themselves and, and managing that. I, I believe that the Brazilians have that edge yeah. in those scenarios just because they're really not getting pulled into that quite as heavy right. as what an American would be. Yeah. No, there's... You know, obviously the, you know, those guys coming over and, you know, there's a a lot that they have to fight through. And like I said, and obviously they have a lot of uh, support, though, here, obviously. So if you're coming from Brazil, there's a ton of guys that are going to support you. Right. And I've I've seen it, you know, going to, you know, Velocity and UTBs where, you know, a guy maybe is brand new. But, you know, those Brazilians are all together. They're all sticking together. They got each other's backs, which is which is cool to see. But, yeah, I mean, the. you know to see where these the teams are going to go is going to be interesting i still think they're working out a lot of different kinks i'm sure there's a lot of different things going on there um, behind the scenes that i'm sure they're not you know releasing anytime soon but yeah it's it's interesting to see where 
you know, where that goes. What's up, everybody? I'm thrilled to announce a fantastic partnership between the Rodeo Wagon Podcast and Rodeo Life Official. Rodeo Life isn't just a coffee brand. It's a veteran-owned business that epitomizes the principles of hard work, dedication, and perseverance in all their products. As an avid consumer of Rodeo Life coffee, I am proud to align myself with a company that mirrors my values and resonates with our audience. Supporting this veteran-owned business is not only a testament to our shared ethos, but also a way to give back to those who have served our country. This partnership promises exciting content, collaborations, and surprises for all our listeners and the rodeo community. You can anticipate special episodes featuring the Rodeo Life experts and even a chance to win some Rodeo Life merchandise. We look forward to this journey with Rodeo Life and the enriching experience it will bring our audience. Join us as we venture into this partnership, fueled by a passion for rodeo and a great cup of Rodeo Life coffee. Stay tuned for more exciting updates and the amazing things to come from the Rodeo Wagon Podcast and Rodeo Life Official. Make sure you go to rodeolifeofficial.com and check out all their sweet merch. Hey there, folks. I want to tell you about my favorite cowboy hat brand, Sombrero Brands. As a professional bull rider, I know how important it is to have a hat that not only looks good, but can withstand the toughest rides out there. And that's exactly what Sombrero Brands delivers. Their hats are custom-fitted and shaped to perfection, with a level of attention to detail that's hard to find these days. But what really sets Sombrero Brands apart is the fact that they're a family-owned and operated business. Mark and Kendall Holler, the owners, and their daughter Sarah, who's only 13 but already a hat-making prodigy, are all passionate about their craft. They know what it takes to make a cowboy hat that can stand up to anything the rodeo circuit can throw at it. And get this. The founder's grandfather, Polly Holler, was born and raised at South Camp on the Four Sixes Ranch. These folks have got cowboy blood running through their veins, and it shows in every hat they make. That's why I'm proud to have Sombrero Brands as a major sponsor for my podcast, the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. So if you're in the market for a hat that's tough enough to handle anything the rodeo throws at it, give Sombrero Brands a try. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Well, I think a big question... and. You know, it's an elephant in the room because it's been addressed a few different ways. Uh, but are they going to keep the regular season or are they going to get rid of it? Because Sean, Sean said initially in the NFP podcast that the whole goal was to keep both of them, to have the team series at the Premier Tour, mm-hmm. have a regular season for those guys that want to that's kind of like a velocity tour. Since then, at the Combine, Kent also talked about their uh, their goal is to build out a minor league. So right. right now you have the the big tour of the UTB. You have the expansion tour of the Velocity, which hits all the cities the UTB doesn't. And talking about doing that with building out almost a minor league system where these cities like Memphis right. are going to have a minor league team. I think that, I mean, that's going to be tough. I mean, is there, true like truly, with, with when you're looking at the, the bull power versus the talent, pool like what what's you know and that this is just like a realistic question like what's the talent pool look like now if you have people who are truly going to develop right so they like going into the baseball side of things like if you look at the minor league system and you know you got guys who you know you have rovers too who throughout the season are popping into different teams you know there's hitting coordinators fielding coordinators pitching coordinators right so there are tons of of coaches who are developing and keeping track of everything like so are you going to be able to have that type of coaching at the minor, you know, for bull riding at the minor league level? And are you going to have, you know, the talent? Because if you could put all these kids in here, you know, and hope they get better on their own, 
or you truly got to watch them. Right, because you have to have something in place. If you're going to have a minor league system, you have to have some kind of developmental thing set up. You have to. You know, where you're hiring, you know, like the champion living guys on the performance side, you're hiring more coaches who, you know, uh, and I'm not just talking about like star power coaches, like guys who truly, truly can develop bull riders in that minor league system. Because they're the ones who are going to develop guys to get to the big leagues, right, to the, right. To the PBR team series. So, kind of what you're saying is like there's might be an individual season minors you know and the big leagues which is like you know the the the, the camping world series you know now i but. i don't know how they could have three i don't know that i don't know that there's enough depths right. to have all three uh to have to have a regular season and a minor league and a big big tour could you have a big tour and a regular season i think you could right um, I, I think you potentially could do that. Right. And I like the idea of the minor league system. That's that's complicated. That's not an easy you throw in a minor league system. No, like that. they're that's gonna. I don't know how I don't know how you implement it really. And that, I mean, they could be thinking about it, you know, and putting some things together. But you're gonna need some like performance coaches. You're gonna need you know trainers. You're gonna need. You know, and I'm talking like athletic trainers and um, you know sports med, and, and you're gonna have to pay coaches more. like right. I mean the 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 costs are gonna go through the roof. You, you, roof. You're gonna need, you know, either Camping World to to shell some more money out or, or find someone who, who's gonna sponsor the the minor league system uh, because you're gonna have to really develop guys. Um, you know, and and so and and you know we talk about this all the time though. Like if they're gonna develop guys, Kyle, they're gonna want the 16, 17. You know, they're gonna you know, channel that youth too in the developmental system. So like, what does that look like for, you know, guys like yourself, you know, Keith, Casey, like you know, the whole group of guys, you know, who've been doing this for a long time and you're kind of in that no man's land right now. Yeah. hundred percent. Because even the velocity going into, going into this team series, the velocity was not even looked at. Like if you right. look at the guys that got drafted, um, the velocity there was hardly anybody that actually competed in the velocity tour right that was drafted so you have you know this whole system within the the pbr that you would think would be like a minor league system that was completely not even looked at just yeah. overlooked i mean great example is grayson cole he's young he's you know in in the top 10 in the velocity he just now got on his first event and the fact that he didn't get drafted is mind-boggling. Like, right. you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what the scouting looks like, and I think that's a big deal because in these yeah. other sports, it's the scouting system is very. Well, I don't deep. think there's, I don't think there's any true scouts, right? So I mean, like, again, with baseball, you have like scouts, you have like video guys, you and you have advanced scouts too, right? And then you have guys who are in the, you know, in the front office who are just looking at analytics of the minor league guys too, right? And every team has their own way of doing things and a lot of the advanced scouts are you know kind of getting shoot off to the side fired and so there's i don't know how many teams actually have those advanced scouts but those are guys who've been around forever in baseball and see everything right so how do you end up developing guys like that in bull riding who can be at every event that they possibly can be traveling around the states you have to pay them right <laughs> so you have to pay them to travel around scout guys now you know, it's not going to be as easy as like the crimbers of the world, right? Like, you you, you know what I mean. Yeah, so right. like, you're going to have to go out and actually find guys who you are going to really, you know, develop. You know, like like a, a Wacy, 
who's on the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, like he's going to be really good, right? I'm sure guys are seeing it, but you know, again, you know, he could have been discovered, you know, two years ago if there was like advanced scouting and you know sure. and people and people out there. So well, and even even to the extent where I know in baseball, like a good scout can even pick out whether a kid's peaking out or mm. whether a kid still has a ton of potential that he's going to reach. Because there's guys right. that, you know, they mature differently yeah. in their writing and being able to, to pick out those people that are going to continue. And there's also the facet in this sport where, and maybe in like the UFC and some of those contact sports where is a guy's egg going to get broke. Because yeah. there's some guys out there that have all the talent in the world and you know they get laid up for six months because of a bad injury right and they ain't the same afterwards yeah i mean you i mean you can speak to all the injuries yeah. right so um i mean i've only had a only had a couple but yeah i think you know injury i mean with bull riding i mean it's it could happen any time right any any time you strap in i mean that you know, could be your last time. Right. So, and, and you guys all know that risk, you know, there's no other sport, uh, you know, that can really say that, you know? Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I think they're 10 years away from really getting a minor league system. Really. You can't rush that. Like you can't just say like, Hey, you know, and you know, 2026, we're going to have a minor league. Like you're going to have to get cities involved. You're going to have to get, like I said, coaches and, you know, there's a whole branding aspect to it and, like, who owns the minor league teams, you know, because, like, you know, the, most minor league teams of baseball are independently owned, you know, but they're affiliated with, you know, the Yankees, affiliated with the Phillies, whoever it is, right? So, like, how, who are you going to get to start their own minor league team, right? It's so – it's all going to be super interesting, you know, on, on the team end. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, in, uh, you know, our app could be super ready to – you know, accommodate the scouting side whenever that time comes too, which, you know, that's, I know we got, we got a lot going on with it <laughs> right now, but I think, you know, one of our first conversations was, you know, to, to kind of add a, a scouting element to it, which it still could be, you know, I mean, obviously we got with the ticket services and stalls and everything else going on, but eventually it could, you know, transform to its, to its own little scouting thing for a coach to go in there and look at an athlete's profile, click on his videos, and take a look, right. Yeah, it's a nice, you know, get a notification on. every right. time an athlete actually gets on the app, and yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, with the app, you know, that's kind of a, you know, starting that up with you, and and really just seeing the need for it. You know, I, I came from a background that was far disconnected from rodeo. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 18 before I really understood anything about rodeo, and I jumped into the bull riding. Yeah. Um, and so there was a huge gap there in learning, and you know you had that background to be able to help, you know, put all this together. And me and you were talking about like, Hey, right. these are some different needs, mm-hmm. you know, you coming from that in like, Hey, what are some needs that, you know, that maybe could be worked out with technology right. and me understanding what those needs were. And, uh, you know, this growing into something much bigger than that, where now we're looking at, you know, look, there's a performance horse side. There's tons of businesses out here. Yeah. They're just small businesses, mall and Paul, you know, spur makers, you know, little businesses that are struggling being able to market themselves to this demographic. Right. Because social media is awesome, but it's like an ocean. Yeah. And being able to find or be found in those certain circumstances. Right. And like, like the, the economic impact that, you know, a rodeo event, 
you know, has on, on a small town is massive, right? So like what we want is for businesses to capitalize with our app when they all, when these crowds are coming in, you know, we want them to be found, you know, like, you know, we're here in Columbus. I mean, the, the economic impact here at Columbus is massive, you know, you know, over 700,000 people are coming in here, spending however much money and going out, finding places. Right. So it's, um, you know, I think our app is definitely going to help centralize that for people, right. You know, the more we grow and the more events we get on here, the more tickets we sell on here and people can find these businesses, you know, easier, you know what I mean? Like maybe they want, they don't want to spend, you know, get a hot dog at, at the arena or whatever and want to go find a place to eat afterwards. You know, how are they going to do that? You know, if, if they're buying tickets on our app, they're already on there. They're seeing everything that's nearby searching near me restaurants, whatever else they're looking for, you know? So I think, um, you know, and we've evolved from that first conversation we had till now too, right? Once we started realizing the, the economic impact of these rodeos have on all these towns across the world, really, not just, I know right now we're, you know, in the U S but I mean, Australia, Brazil, Canada, everywhere, you know? So, um, you know, interested to see, you know, where, where obviously where this goes, like I said, we keep evolving and adding new features and trying to add more value to the people who are first coming into the app or have been on the app for a while and been on this journey with us to see everything that's been on there. And you've seen all this technology be very effective in the baseball world, oh, yeah. in really every other industry. This Western demographic just seems to be a tick behind on everything. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think everyone's kind of coming along, you know, with it. And, you know, I think, um, you know, uh, new things are always scary to people, you know, and I think, you know, just like with anything else, you're going to adapt, you know, like with our ticket services, I know there's a lot of cash at the door, right. In, right. in the Western industry, a lot of cash at the door. So, um, and I think what our ticket service side helps with, with the people who are typically cash at the door, I mean, there's a ton of expenses that go into these rodeos, right. You know, um, ton of expenses. So, you know, they're fronting all that money. And if it's an outdoor event, you get rained out, you know, you just spent all this money to maybe reschedule the next day or, you know, you know, next year, whatever it is, but you already spent all this money. Right. So basically if you're, you know, on our tickets, you know, platform and tickets are coming in, you sell it three months in advance, you know, that money's coming in, coming in, coming in, helping you with expenses, you know, and you know that you have everything covered. And even if it rains a little bit, people are still going to come because guess what? They paid for those tickets. Right. So, um, even if you're a rain or shine event, you know, if it's raining, people probably aren't going to sit in the rain and watch. There's going to be, you know, some diehards out there, but. Yeah. Well, and, and even, you know, to that point on the other end, our youth coming up, everybody is well-versed in technology. Everybody yeah. got their phone. Right. They do everything on their phone. Yeah. Um, how many apps do I have on my phone from golfing, you know, yeah. golf now and, you know, having that for the things we love as Western people hasn't just been out there. You right. know, they're, they're, they're wasn't an app that we could go and be connected to the western world and find western things mm -hmm. and for those of us who actually you know live and breathe you know this western lifestyle having one place to be able to actually do that is very convenient instead of you know if you're traveling and you know you're not going to be back home for four weeks and maybe you need a cult you need to get it started right you know a buddy of mine talked about how he did that you know, a few years back, and he sent his cult to this guy that somebody told him about, and he came back, and he just wanted him started under the saddle, came back, and he's like, man, I, I would have been better off just leaving him, right? you know, for that time frame, 
if there was an app that you could get on there, there was a horse trainer, you could look at his videos, could be like, okay, I could drop this bull, you know, I'm going to be traveling up through this part of the country, I can stop, drop him off. Yeah. You know, hit the road for a month, month and a half, come back. All the way to the point of traveling and finding rest stops and layover spots, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously we're you know, hoping to launch our, you know, the, the map feature in here soon, and I think that that's going to help uh, people a lot. Right. And I think even that that feature, you know, once it comes out, you know, hopefully soon here with us is really going to, you know, push things forward. Right. And um, we got the stall. I mean, we got a lot going on. <laughs> Just I mean, put it that way. I think, you know, for me, the ultimate vision would be for a person to be able to get on this app, to be able to go where they want to go and be able to route their trip on one place, mm-hmm. whether that's the rest stop, whether that's, you know, booking a stall reservation. Look, I don't want to go you know, this far without, you know, letting my horses out, but I need to find a place where I can lay over. Right. Finding those layover spots, being able to find, you know, equipment that you need, being able to, you know, find rodeos that I want to go to. Maybe right. I'm on vacation. I'm like, you know what? I'd like to go to a rodeo, you know, getting on the app, being able to find that. Do all of this place in one spot, yeah. you know, from, from start to finish, whether you're a contestant, whether you're a fan, whether you're a business. Um, yeah, and I think... There's a ton of them in the Northeast. Like I, we were just talking about the other day. Like I had a, you know, a friend of mine send me a video, you know, at a bull ride. And I'm like, where are you? And he was, you know, literally 10 minutes from where I grew up. And, uh, you know, and I think the people in the Northeast are really catching on. Obviously, Yellowstone helped all of that, right? But, sure. but I think you're going to start seeing, I think, more, you know, bull ridings and rodeos happening in the Northeast. And which is an awesome thing because I always hear people like, oh, let's grow Western sports. Let's grow it. You're going to grow it with the, with the Northeast folks, right? So, you know, how do you get the, the Northeast folks down to Will Rogers, right? How do you get them down there? And if you if we have all these events going on in the Northeast, you know, and they're on the app, they're going to stay on the app. You're like, oh, well, I'm going to Fort Worth, you know, in a couple months. I wonder what's going on down there. And to somebody who has no, no idea about the stockyards or well, nothing, <laughs> right? Like, they're, they're in for, like, a really good time down there, right? But, again, how are they going to navigate that? You know, if they get to the stockyards, they don't really know the spots they don't you know what i mean so our app can give them those insights and that's you know that's fascinating you say that because when i had knee surgery so when i had knee surgery my brother-in-law took me down and obviously tandy's in the dallas fort worth right, right? so we go down there and why i go in for surgery uh my brother-in-law Ethan had never been to fort worth and he's like hey i want to go check out the stockyards right and you know to us that are like deep into this you know mm-hmm. Like, that's not even something we think about, but the fact that, like, hey, there's people out there that, you know, they don't just travel the country every right. weekend, but when they do, they've heard of these places, right. and now once you're there, how do you actually make that experience the best experience you can make it? Right. And I think having a place like our app to be able to utilize, to be able to make sure that you can go to the places that are going to give you that experience instead of wasting so much time as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, because my in-laws when they went to Fort Worth, uh, I think it was last, yeah, last year, you know, and that's when we had just kind of got the app launched, like soft, like a soft launch. I hadn't really put it out to the public yet, but obviously they, they knew what I was doing and they were like, Oh, so when we go down there, like if we have your app, is it going to help me find, find some places, you know? And like, obviously I told them a couple of places to go that they said they never would have even like found on their own, you know? And, but I was like, yeah, that, that's the idea, you know, for, <laughs> for people like you, you know, are going down there to visit and never really been there, you know, to go catch a rodeo. Right. Cause even, I think a lot of people go down there, you know, like I said, being in the Northeast people, 
tell me now because they know what I do when they're going down to the stockyards and it's like, oh, I tried to catch Rodia, but you know, I walked in there and nothing was going on. So it's like they don't even know how to look up schedules or anything, you know. So even for them, being outside the Western world to download our app to see the schedules, to see when things are, where they are, is also a really big deal. You know, like like I said, someone who's ingrained in the Western world, if they're going down to Fort Worth, like they're going down there for a reason, right? right? They're going down there to ride or whatever it is. So they know when that schedule is, they know where they're going. But the people who typically don't go down there, like they need to know what spots to go to, what not to go to. So I think also having, you know, putting, you know, reviews in here in the app, Will also help in that you know if someone comes to a rodeo they've never been to to a town they've never been to and they want to go to different places you know they're going to review they can te- check the reviews on the rodeo check the reviews on the food restaurants all that stuff and i think you know it's it's going to be a pretty big deal once we kind of expand what, we're, what we already have here yeah and I, I think even you know you kind of alluded to it earlier like when we're done competing there's only a few restaurants we can go to right and you know helping these maybe restaurants during these rodeo times right. realize hey maybe this weekend rodeos in town we stay up until 12 and you know you have these athletes that get done and fans you know mm-hmm. they get done with this event and they're hungry yeah you know they can more easily find these places that are open without you know wasting so much time yeah 100 percent. one of the big things that i'm really excited about too for rodeo people and traveling is the podcast section of our app because mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult to find equine podcasts. There's a billion of them nowadays. Right. And I do like the podcast section of our app, and I really hope that continues to develop and grow. Yeah. And more of these podcasts get on there because when we're traveling, I mean, heck, you know, we hit 50,000 miles just in the the January through May. Right. You know, PBR season. You know, that, that's a lot of time spent on the road and we listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And I think it kind of centralizes things, right. As opposed to like kind of getting on Spotify and searching and whatever, like if you come right onto the app, like, you know, I think we got about maybe 10 on there right now, but obviously growing. And I think, you know, you know what you're getting into. <laughs> if you go into Western edge and you're seeing the podcasts that are listed. So like I said, you know, if you have a podcast, you know, get it on the app, you know, especially in this demographic, because um, I think it's, it's definitely going to catch and, you know, I think, um, you know, a couple of the podcasts that are on there, I know you've been on one of them too, you know, so, um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get, get you on some more there, but, um, but yeah, I think, I mean, heck, even driving out here to Columbus, you know, I listened to, you know, two different podcasts <laughs> just on the well, way out here. Heck, even in the booth, um, I walked in there and, uh, Kenny and Sebastian had, you know, the podcast up right. and he was just playing right there right. on the, on the app. You yeah. Know? You like watching yourself? Yeah, I, I, it's one thing I do not like doing. I listen, I listen to my podcast because yeah. I'm self-critical and I need to do that. Right. Um, but I hate listening to myself. Yeah, I probably won't watch. I probably won't watch myself on this. Yeah, it's just let me know how it goes. Cr- it's cringeworthy. But <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's like it's it's funny hearing your own voice. You yeah, know, I, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. But yeah, no, it's good that you're going back and and rewatching it and getting better and you know and just from my perspective, from you know your, your first podcast with a wagon until now and even um you know you, you killed it with with aaron with with durango you know what i mean and we were doing our our stage you know podcast there you know at the booth and you know um you know seeing you evolve you know over the last couple of years from just you know being part of the agency to starting this business you know and just watching you grow 
you know, and, and just watching your journey has been really cool. Um, yeah, I don't think we, we don't really have a chance to like sit down and, and uh, like talk about like that. You know what I mean? So, because you know, where it's like, there's always a fire to put out when it's, when it comes to business. Right. And there's a lot of, uh, sacrifice and stress and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, so, but to kind of went from the, the inception of rodeo wagon to now to doing, you know, the stage podcast, you know, with Aaron from Durango there, I think you've gotten a million times better and I think more comfortable and more confident. I mean, it's just, it's skill development, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> well, in a big thing too, and in, in the podcast is help. And, you know, especially for me, so there's two sides to the podcast I really wanted to do. The first side is there's tons of content out there mm-hmm. that people want to hear. Right. And there's not a ton of rodeo podcast. There's certainly, I don't know if there's anybody traveling doing a podcast that's competing, at least in the bull riding world, that's actually traveling and doing it. So there's so much stuff that happens on the road. Right. Having a bunch of people, but on my end, learning. Right. Like, we're creating this app for the people. Yeah. You know, we're creating to help connect Western people with Western things and make things more centralized and it's my duty if i'm going to dive into helping people that i learn about this industry and it's so complex and it's so deep you have everything from the hunter jumper to the bull riding Mm -hmm. you know dressage to barrel racing right completely different worlds and you know having a podcast where i can kind of learn more about every facet you know just in the rodeo there's so many facets from producing to being a contract personnel, mm-hmm. you know, to being a writer and contestant, yeah. secretary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, everyone has their own little journey happening, right? Like, so when you have one event, like, how many people, like, you know, like you said, fans, radio contract personnel, producers, announcer, like, just, like, everything, everyone's coming from, you know, 30 different directions. Everyone has their own journey, and, um, you know, it's interesting to try to, I mean, you're only capturing, like, a less than a percent of what's out there right even traveling right because i'm sure you would want to get you know like five <laughs> like five bull riders in you know the announcer you know i know you've gotten like you know tyler you know and some more clowns and entertainers and everything too but it's it's crazy like you're you would think there'd be more out there you know wanting to do it but again it's it's uh it takes time effort resources you know so not a lot of people you know like that extra work when they're when they're just worried about riding right so but yeah, I think, you know, like, um, you know, and you're on the road so much, like not saying this is easy for you. Cause I, you know, like both, you know, us, you know, both having kids and, you know, being here at Congress is not easy, right. you know, um, you know, on family. I mean, not owning a business isn't easy on, <laughs> on, yeah. on having a family either. Right. So I think, um, you know, uh, and I don't think a lot of, uh, business owners, you know, that are, you know, on the influencer side of things like talk about enough they always say oh it's hard having a business but like a lot of them don't touch on like how hard it is right because you when you have kids and like and it's like this where we're away for you know multiple days and you're on the road a lot but it's what like maybe three days at a time typically right so like you you, kind of got like monday through thursday at least you know with with the wife and kids and um but they i'm sure but that's almost like a routine for you when you're on the road, right? Like Monday through Thursday, then I get, you know, dad's away for a few days. I'll see you Monday. Right. (laughs) So, but like here, you know, you're, you're essentially gonna be away for two weeks. Right. And I've been back and forth here from Columbus and, you know, I'll go back Saturday and I'll come back out here in a couple of weeks, but, um, you know, it's tough, it's tough being away from the kids and, um, you know, and running a business and it's, you know, and 
you know, I got the agency too. You got, you know, you got the bull riding stuff. And so it's just, it's tough, you know, running in 10 different directions. And, um, I think that time management, you know, yeah. discipline. And again, I think that's one side where the athletic background, mm-hmm. the, the discipline, you know, part of it, that's a real right. thing, you know, uh, especially, you know, I, you know, in high school and all of that, I was in the team sports. I wasn't in rodeo. Right. And, you know, obviously you came from that background. That's even maybe more disciplined because bull riding up until now with the team stuff, mm-hmm. you're on your own. You do what you want. Right. You set your schedule. The discipline's there as far as going hard. But, right. you know, when you come from that team aspect, it's a whole different it's a whole different deal. You know, yeah. we talked about like, you know, a lot of these teams, you know, you have curfews. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I don't, I don't know how many bull riders are going to stand by curfews, but yeah. <laughs> you have curfews in the NFL, MLB, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I think that discipline and the time management really becomes yeah. important and making sure like, Hey, you know, this is family time. I'm going to mm-hmm. take my technology, put it away. I'm going to spend time with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a time I need to be very effective and that's the process, learning how to become more effective with the time that you have. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm I'm still learning how to do that, <laughs> you know. So, it's it, again, it's not easy, right? Like, we can have a plan, right? And then, you know, school calls and your kid's sick and you got to pick them up. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, you got to cancel some meetings and move meetings another day. And so, like, um, you yeah, know, but that's just life, right? And, you know, and I'm sure you wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I love being here. Love spending time with you, but I definitely want to get back to the life yeah, of kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Like, it, you know that, you know now it's been it's been a week. Yeah. So I've been gone a week. Right. And like it really, and then you're sitting there and you are seeing these kids running around and everything. Right. And it's just like. Right. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's that seven o'clock where the kids are getting ready to go to bed and generally my boy's sitting on my lap you right. know we're having a good time right and now it's like i gotta get off the phone with him right when that yeah, happens and, for sure but it's it's all good you know i'm really excited about where we're going with western edge you know i i really believe that this is going to do so much good for so many people yeah and you know i think it's going to save a lot of time for a lot of people and we talk about the family time and managing time mm-hmm. i believe what we're creating is going to free up so much time that people can use to actually you know, spend time with their family or, right. you know, engage in, in skill development or whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that and, and a lot that we're developing. Um, if yeah. you're on the app already, we're doing a lot of cool things. We've got a lot of stuff that we're talking about doing that's in the process of doing and stuff down the road that's going to, I believe, revolutionize the way this demographic really connects with one another. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, you see, you see Yellowstone what they did in the arts, and it's a big deal. Yeah, I really believe we can be a practical side to that and help not only the people in this demographic, but the people outside that are like, hey, you know, I really like what I see, and I'd like to be a part of it. Yeah, for sure. So it's been awesome having you on here. I've been yeah, wanting to sure. do it for a minute, and yeah. we've been finally made in the in the wagon. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a giant. It's just a snake of bull riders. <laughs> <Yeah>. so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this is definitely this is a bull riding rig yeah um or anybody that's under six four yeah yeah um but yeah i've been you know we we talk all the time but we're right. you, i'm in missouri you're in new jersey and yeah it's not just you know right even meeting halfways all the way across the country yeah so. yeah well hopefully we're going to be doing some more more stuff like this you know um you know not just here with congress you know which has been great but 
more cool things to come. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of exciting announcements I think happening over the next couple of weeks here, you know, and, um, with a couple of new features and potential new partnerships and everything that, that we got brewing. So a lot of exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, what's your tags on social media, like VM sports and yeah, well, yeah. So it's, uh, the VM sports is at underscore VM sports and my personal is all at Vin Maz. So Vin M A Z 33 on everything. Heck yeah. And you guys know Western Edge app. That's on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of them. Everywhere. Um, really want to thank, you know, our, our partners, Cosmic Cowboys. They produce all of these, do a great job. Make sure you check out what we're doing at the booth. It's on YouTube. Go to the Western Edge YouTube page. Um, we're doing a lot of cool stuff. We just did one with Durango. We're going to be doing more with Sombrero Brands. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different companies that we're going to be having on here pretty soon. Yeah. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Um, Rodeo Life, really cool veteran-owned business. This is the best coffee that you will drink. Um, I, I'm a I'm a coffee addict. I drink <laughs> a lot of coffee. Anybody that has ever traveled with me, I drink tons of coffee. Yeah. When you're traveling as much as we're traveling. You know, it's either nicotine or coffee, and I'm not a nicotine guy, so <laughs> I choose caffeine. Um, this coffee is good. The whole bean. This one's probably my favorite, Black Horseshoe. Um, good coffee. Check them out. Um, and also Sombrero Brands. Uh, really good hat. We're going to be doing a podcast with Mark from Sombrero Brands, and we're going to be having them on the Western Edge uh, YouTube page with our booths. Really cool story. This is a company that you can get behind. What I love about the hat companies is they're not these competitors that are at each other's throat. They support each other. Uh, Mark has a really good relationship with American. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously his background with the four sixes and kind of coming out of that cowboy. Right. True cowboy, you know, Texas guy and, and seeing that whole process of sombrero brands grow um, yeah it's kind of cool we'll so see what stories you get out of mark yeah oh i'm sure he has some but <laughs> right we may talk about business yeah his daughter she's gonna be something yeah well you gotta have sarah on here too right yeah so, sarah's yeah. gonna be on here too yeah so good stuff heck yeah thanks for tuning in guys i hope you enjoyed it um we're gonna be pushing out some more of them um stay tuned see you later guys